Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beavelts, and with me again is my lovely wife, Brittany, who is <laughs> mad again because it's a quarter to ten and we are recording a podcast, and I think that she literally just said that it's her wind-down time, so yep. the struggle is real over here. Yep, yep, yep. I don't like working at my bedtime. It's- <laughs> So today, I wanted to talk about setting up and starting your small business. Now, I do want to throw out some legal disclaimers. I am not an accountant. I'm not an attorney. Uh, I'm not a therapist. And I can't give you legal advice and I can't give you tax advice. So I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page with that because I'll probably say that 15 more times as I'm talking. And while we are talking, we will use ourselves as an example, uh, so not all experiences will be the same. No. Nope. I think that's how that, that disclaimer is supposed to work. Uh, but with that being said, I want to walk everybody through what we did to get our companies up and running. So let's get after it. Are you ready? Yeah, this is like your wheelhouse because... I think this is pretty interesting. I was busy birthing children while you were doing half of this. That is true. That is true. You got off easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> no uh, our original company. So years and years ago, me and a buddy of mine started a company called siege USA and we were selling tactical gear to military law enforcement and weekend warrior enthusiasts, uh, who wanted to buy cool stuff. And we, we started that company, uh, make a really long story short. I was working full time at the nuclear power plant. I was doing my master's degree and I was trying to run that little company and something. And I was trying to manage Brittany and our relationship. Well, we had just started, we had just started dating. That's believe it or not. That was back in 2010. No, it was 2010. No. Seed USA was not birthed until after we were together. And it's 2011. But uh, something had to give. I originally thought it was going to be Brittany, but then she <laughs> wound up staying. And <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, but so I, yeah, I closed closed the doors to our little tactical company and that kind of stuff. So, anyways, fast forward to when we're in New England. And when I was trying to think of, you know, I wanted to go back into business for myself, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, well, I already have all the paperwork for Seed USA. I might as well just turn this thing back on. So I already had all the branding and all that kind of stuff done. So we uh, cranked Seed USA back up. So how did I do that? I went to LegalZoom. As weird as easy as that might sound, uh, LegalZoom is actually a very cool, very friendly, and very uh, easy to use website to do a whole lot of different legal things. Brittany and I did, we did our powers of attorney, our last will and testament, our living will and testament, all that stuff through LegalZoom. So if you haven't checked them out, I'd highly recommend it. They, it's It's a very like user friendly thing. So we went to legal zoom and we just used their like walkthrough tools on how to set up an LLC, which is a limited liability company. Now where I get confused 
is a single member LLC is a sole proprietor. So when I'm doing certain forms, despite the fact that I have an LLC, I still have to check sole prop because I am a, it's a single member. I didn't set up an S corp. I didn't set up a C corp. It always seemed like LLC was the best option for me personally. So how does that fit Brit into the equation? A member would mean that you own a piece of the company. For me to do government contracting, I need to own as the veteran 100% of the company. So Brittany cannot be a member because it's, it has to be solely owned by the veteran. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I made her a manager, which is also confusing because as a manager, she can write checks, she can sign checks, she can open, you know, she has her own uh, credit cards and that kind of stuff. So because she is a manager. Now, the way that I understand this, and again, I'm not a legal representative, is you don't have to register your business with your state or federal government. You you don't need to obtain a business license uh, and you don't need to secure your business name in order to operate as a sole proprietor. When you start your business and you separate your business income and all of your business expenses from your personal income and expenses, you've pretty much created a sole proprietorship and the government will consider you to be a sole proprietor. Now, where that differs with an LLC is I personally liked the LLC route because it means that members are not personally liable for actions of the company. So assets like my house, my car, my personal bank account, my personal investments, they're all protected from creditors seeking to collect from the business itself. So if something went belly up, the business assets would be at risk, but my personal assets would not. So this protection stays there as long as your business is on the up and up and you keep all of your business and personal financial things separate, which we're going to talk about that here next. But uh, did did you want to talk about stuff to, that we did to show that we're a company or did you want me to cover that and then you can go into about state specific things? Um, I figured you were going to do the next piece. The next one. Okay. All right. So I, you know, don't quote me on this because I've done it twice and it's been a few years since I've had to do it the last time, but I want to say it cost us around $800 with legal zoom to get everything set up and running as an LLC. So that's all of our membership paperwork. That's all of our certificates. Um, that's all the filings for the state of Massachusetts. They do a, like an official check to make sure that your name is available and that kind of stuff like that's so uh, I want to say that was 800 bucks. In addition to that, we're paying $500 a year to the state of Massachusetts for a filing fee. Uh, 
you have to follow your annual meeting minutes with that. So you got to, you know, we turn them into a PDF and just attach it when we pay the fee and that kind of stuff. But these are all state specific. So in Massachusetts, 500 bucks a year. If you're in Rhode Island, I don't know what it is. Uh, I believe in California, the only reason why we had to pay per year is because we were selling equipment. So we had to have what's called a seller's permit. So you had to have a, you had to pay for your seller's permit every year. And in the state of Massachusetts, we are not required to have a seller's permit because we do not give any tangible products to people. We deliver everything uh, online. So that's kind of the way. Electronically. Yeah. So that's kind of like the, the way around that. So that 500 bucks is every year. Now, if you remember a few seconds ago when I said that your business has to be on the up and up and you need to keep your business and personal financials separate, one of the first things that we did is we set up a Google Voice number. Google Voice is free. And we connected that Google Voice to our regular cell phones. However, uh, that creates a new telephone number. So now I have my personal cell phone number and I have a Google voice number. I have a different Google voice number for be about exposure, which is our wedding videography company. And I have another Google voice number for seed USA, which is our contracting company. So we have two completely separate numbers for two different businesses. That's different than our personal cell phones. Uh, We went to our local USPS and set up a PO box. And I want to say that costs us $76 a year to have the P.O. box. Yeah, I don't know. I think it goes up every once in a while. Yeah, I, uh, how was I going to put, some things require a physical address. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm trying to think of what, like when you set up your checking account, you can't use a P.O. box. You have to use a physical address. And in those cases, like you don't have a choice, but for us, like we don't have a choice, but to use our home address. So that's okay. But if you look at our business cards or flyers, brochures, you know, website, that kind of stuff, everything has that P.O. box. So we've created that separation between our personal address and our quote unquote work address. Uh, one of the other things that you, you know, you obviously have to do is you got to purchase your domain or your domain. Once you've figured out the name of your company, you got to make sure that you get a domain and an email subscription from Google. Uh, we have cjusa.com as our email. So the, you know, that's the, the domain name inside of our email. I would highly recommend not using a free Gmail account only because it looks kind of tacky, but then also it doesn't look like a business. So if we were be about exposure at gmail.com, like that just doesn't look like a business It's on the up and up, if that makes sense. But instead, you know, like you look at, uh, hello at wvfb.co. Our website is wvfb.co for wedding videography for beginners.co. And our email address is hello at wvfb.co. Like it's not a free Gmail account. It's an actual email address with a, you know, verified domain at the back of it. Uh, And that's, this isn't to like bash anyone that's starting out, that's not paying for these things, that has their own personal email address or whatever. These are just 
the things that we have done along the way, none of this stuff happened overnight. Um, it's all stuff that we have done through trial and error. I don't think our first email account was even, I mean, we've changed web host, um, Wix or oh, we had GoDaddy. Like go, no, no, we had GoDaddy as the website. Yeah, for when we first started, like you had to log into GoDaddy to make change. Like we went from them to Squarespace, Wix. Now we're on WordPress, Cloudways. Definitely done our fair share of trial and error with these things. So you know, like you're saying, it's um, it looks, it puts off a different kind of like perception if you have your you know, name.com, whatever, as opposed to a free Gmail account. But does every client think that way? No, but just down the line, like it was something that we decided we needed to change to up our professional game and put off a different like look for our clientele. Yeah. And a basic, a, uh, a basic Google account. So for our cgsa.com emails, at six bucks a month. So it's $72 a year. So we're, we're spending $18 a month for the three email addresses that we have. So it's not, it's like a horribly crazy amount. And mind you, if you just have one company, you're only, you're only spending $6 a month. Yeah. Uh, but when other companies, the IRS, when they start to look at us for various reasons, we clearly have business phones. We have a business address. We have business emails. Like we, we definitely seem larger than what we actually are. So we, we give off the persona that, you know, the, the big thing is always to remember you have to be on the up and up and that's how you start to separate your personal stuff from your work stuff. And, you know, with that being said, you shouldn't, uh, be using any of your personal stuff for the business. Like that's, you know, at some stage that's going to become a no, no. Like when you're starting off and that kind of stuff, I can kind of see it. But if you're using your personal cell phone number on your business cards and that kind of stuff, like that's going to start to raise red flags as weird as that sounds. Uh, so, you know, that Google voice thing is free. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's it free. goes to your cell phone. Yeah, but it's just, so it's, it's linked to your actual cell phone number. So if somebody, like when somebody texts our, you know, be about exposure cell, I get an email. Same with voicemail. <clears throat> yeah. Same with anything. Yeah. But I mean, for me, it's kind of a pain in the ass because I don't know. Like there's not a distinctive ringtone for one phone versus the other. And it, catches me off guard because it's like almost like a recording when you answer it. Mm -hmm. And it's like the person that's calling has to say their name and then you have to then push buttons. You have to to press one to accept it. And if you don't press it fast enough, it like sends them the voicemail and you're like, ah, shit. So (laughs) almost every time we're calling people back after they call us. But anyways, that's just a side note. It's definitely worth the free, um, app or whatever it is to have a distinctive number for your business. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some things right now and I'm going to preface it again with, uh, I am not an accountant or a tax professional. So I would highly recommend that you get one. Um, 
all of the fees that I had just mentioned were considered startup fees. So anything that you're putting into getting your business off the ground and running so that you can quote unquote, open your doors and do business, uh, is considered a startup cost. So if you have to buy a computer, you got to buy a camera and that kind of stuff. Uh, and I want to, I, I, trying to remember how this works because at first I thought it was a tax deduction, but it's not. It does something like an amortization or whatever over a couple of years. It's almost like a depreciating asset, but it's, it all just goes into some kind of like capital thing. So again, that's, that's why having, pay someone yeah, I, 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 I pay someone some good money to make these decisions for me. So, and which brings me to, I listen to a lot of people complain about taxes over and over and over and over and over again. And one thing that I noticed that is if you follow the tax rules, follow the tax rules, you're going to be just fine. Like we, there's so many things that can be deducted from your business each year that you're going to be okay. You know, like, I, I just, I don't understand but also do your homework and find someone that is reliable, trustworthy, and good at their job. Because we, like Phil said, we have an amazing tax accountant and he's worth his weight in gold. Every year tax season comes around, like he gets what he needs from us. We give, we comply with everything. We do everything to the T and it works in our favor. Yeah, and that's and that's the other thing. We're just following the rules. We're not doing anything that's illegal. I don't want to do anything that's illegal. I don't want to wind up in fucking prison. Like I just, you know, I always joke with people. Um, Oh man, what was the guy's name? Al Capone. Al Capone beat people to death with a ball peen hammer. Government was like, "That's cool," and then he didn't pay his taxes, and they were like, "We didn't get our cut." So he got arrested for tax evasion, even though he was a known murderer. The government got him on not paying taxes. (laughs) Like that's so, you know, just think about that. So pay your taxes. No, but also you learn along the way that all these things that you think are like, oh man, I have to buy this. I have to do this. They all end up being tax write-offs so long as it was for your business and granted like Phil said a hundred times, like we're not professionals in this, but if you're, if you have someone in your corner, that's helping you walking you through all these things, it, it pays off like small businesses benefit from tax cuts. And it's not even a loophole. Yeah. you, You can't even call it a loophole. If you just follow the rules. Yeah. Like that's not the, you know, it was Todd Cook was given something to Congress and they were like, why are you trying to evade taxes? And he was like, I'm not trying to evade taxes. He's like, I'm better off paying these things. He was like, you guys have such ridiculous laws in place. It's better for me to just do what's on the paper. Yeah. And he's right. Like he's in, you know, and I, and I know a lot of people are horrified at taxes and that kind of stuff. Do we have a thing in here where we talk about the bank account, our tax, our tax bank account? Did you have anything in there about talking I about that? I was going to mention all the bank accounts that you've set up, but that's like a whole nother. Yeah, no, just real quick. We have one separate savings account that we we have stuck to 15%. So every month, 
if we say we made ten thousand dollars that month, I'll take fifty. What's fifteen percent of ten thousand? Fifteen hundred. What did you say? Yeah, fifteen hundred. Ten. Fifteen percent of ten thousand is fifteen hundred. Um. So we'll take fifteen hundred of that, and then move that over into we literally have it called tax account, and that money just sits in that savings account all year long. So we take 15% of all of our money, keep it stashed over there in case we owe something at the end of the year. And if you are filing your taxes correctly and you've been doing the stuff that we've been doing, which is all 100% legal and on the up and up, uh, most of the time that money is just in a savings account. Well, I so just one thing in general is that I think People, like you said, are fearful of taxes and whatnot, but there's so many ways that it benefits you in almost every aspect of your business. The wear and tear on your vehicle, Mm -hmm. the mileage. Um, I know that in certain places, if you like put a sticker on your vehicle to like promote your business, like, I don't know, it becomes... The company vehicle or oh, something. Yeah, we have like, our our vehicles are in the company name. Yeah, well, That's I mean, why. it's it's that it's. Um, I know you're going to get into other deductions, but it's just everything. Even I'm going to let you finish because I'm going to end up taking up some of your talking points. But that actually, the other two points were yours. Well, it's just um, unless you want me to keep going. Well, our, our home, it's part of our home office. So we get to then write off certain, um, yeah, space so or the, square footage. Well, a piece with the home. So again, I'm not, I'm not a tax person. Yeah. Uh, but I'm there, there is some law, something about selling your house, uh, within a certain time frame after you've closed your business. Something like that. Like if you if you've been using your home as a home office, I think you can't sell your home for two years after you've closed your business. Something like that. There's some there's some like thingy like that. But um, well, I mean, it we just, definitely we definitely write off a chunk of our house because I mean, like right now is a perfect example. We're sitting in a home office doing this. Like this is work that's generating revenue. Right. Like this is. This is what we do. I work from home. So I write off pieces of the house, but that also gives us the ability to, um, uh, we write off water, sewer, heating, Heating. our cell phones, obviously internet costs because we need the internet to do the website and upload videos and upload podcasts and electricity. Yeah. So there, I mean, and obviously in your home state or whatever, you're going to have different tax laws and whatnot and even other things that are necessary for you to run your business. Everything is based upon your location and whatnot, but it has always worked in our favor to have everything, I mean, we run a business and we maximize all of our deductions and everything like that. And anyone that's starting out that's thinking like, oh, you know, is it time for me to make this legit? 
um, and you're bringing in a lot of revenue, doing it on the side or whatever, like you might want to consider like really taking this podcast to heart and thinking about like what your next steps are to legitimately make your business one in the eyes of tax law or whatever so that you're not eating up your, you know, budget buying a hobby camera. It's now a business camera. It's now a business microphone. It's now your vehicle that, you know, you use to do your job and everything and whatnot. And then you will benefit from all of the incentives of owning a business and making this a business instead of a hobby. And I don't know what the fine line is that differentiates the two, but like I, like we've said, it's be, it's beyond a hobby for us now. It's definitely legitimate business and making our way through, I just lost my train of thought, but it's become beneficial for us to just have a business as opposed to just winging it. Yeah. Having a hobby. Yeah. You'd said it right. Yeah. Yeah, so when it comes to state-specific stuff, one thing that that I noticed uh, out here is in the state of Massachusetts, like I said, you have to do that annual filing, um, which is it's pretty pricey, but again, I'm pretty sure that's a tax deduction. Uh, and you also have to have workers' comp. So all of your employees have to have a workers' comp coverage in the state of Massachusetts. The, it's written kind of strange to where the members don't have to have workers' comp, but the managers and below do. So because I have to pay for workers' comp for Brittany, I just kind of get it. So I have a workers' comp policy with Brit, and we got them through uh, Hartford, uh, which – costs about $525 a year. However, uh, that it, I have noticed that every year that's went up just saying. So it was, it's, it's, it's went up every year and we've never ever used anything with workers comp. So I'm not, you know, so you're about to look like you're about to say something. Knock on wood. Yeah. It's in place for a reason. So that, that rainy day, that accident, that whatever. Half lack. Yeah. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. We have a GLI policy, which is general liability insurance. So when I was doing the law enforcement training, I had two types of 
liability insurance. I had general liability insurance and professional liability insurance. General liability means that if I knock over a vase, that I am covered. Uh, professional liability, because I was training police officers and giving them advice on weapons, tactics, that kind of stuff. If I were to give them the wrong advice and something were to happen, then my professional liability insurance would kick in. But because we don't do that with weddings, I no longer have to pay for professional liability because that one was expensive. That was like $1,500 a year. Uh, And that was just for me. And we have our general liability insurance through the Professional Photographers of America, the PPA. And that is, you have to have a membership to PPA to get that GLI through, I think it's Acton Infinity, and that costs us 250 bucks a year. So it's not, it's not horrible. Uh, but the PPA membership is 20, it's about $27 a month. And you have to have that in order to have, to get access to the GLI stuff. Now, one of the only reasons why we did PPA to begin with was uh, their equipment insurance. They insure up to $15,000 for that $27 a month. Uh, so, you know, as long as your car was locked and broken into when the stuff was stolen, then they, you know, that's when the insurance kicks in. If you drop and break something, the insurance kicks in, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we did that, but there's also some other stuff with PPA. They've got, um, contract templates, online courses, uh, they have, they have all kinds of stuff on their website. They have competitions, the magazine. (laughs) That magazine has good photos in it though. Yeah, no, I'm sure it would have been meaning to like legitimately go through it, but I just can't find the time. Yeah. But so that PPA gives us, uh, equipment insurance. And then the Acton infinity gives us general liability insurance. And then Hartford gives us workers comp insurance. So we've got enough insurance. It's a lot. And I know that anyone that's just like starting a business, like, oh, geez, I'm just going to keep doing this under the table or whatever. Um, and but to Brittany's point, if you're doing it under the table and you get hurt, yeah, like no, you can fall back on one of your policies, or if you're at, uh, I don't know, Rosecliffs and you break something, Uh. then you're stuck paying for it out of pocket. And on a completely different note, there are plenty of venues that I've shot at that have required me to send them my general liability insurance certificate to make sure that I had it. Some venues do some weird things with like, we have to be on the insurance policy. Uh, And I will admit, I've never actually done that. I just send them (laughs) our, just send them our standard GLI one. I was like, here you go. And, uh, but, yeah, the last thing you want is to go through all the hassle of finally booking your couple and then getting down the line and then their venue reaching out and being like, you have to have this and you're like under the gun to get it quickly or whatever. I do think there's some, I don't Temporary. know, if the, yeah, where you can get like a day's worth or something like that, but. Uh, it's probably pretty costly and probably be the same for an entire month or year. Yeah, I mean, it's probably ludicrous, but uh, then, so you know, like I said, we have that state filing fee, which is five hundred bucks every year. Uh, but everything that I was just mentioning, I'm pretty sure, are uh, deductible somehow. 
in your taxes because I'm, I'm pretty sure insurance just in general is deductible and that kind of stuff. So again, talk to your professional about that. Um, but when you're, you know, spending this money, I think it's important that you get some kind of tax windfall for it. The, uh, legal professional fees, dues, subscriptions, machinery, equipment, uh, training, all of that stuff. Those are all tax deductions. So once you have your business quote unquote established as, a, as either a sole prop, an LLC, S corp, however you're doing it, uh, all of those start to become tax deductions. Uh, a good example for me is NACE. You know, NACE is part of the dues and subscriptions. I think I have PPA down as dues and subscriptions. Uh, my QuickBooks, I think I have listed as dues and subscriptions, which I think I'll talk about QuickBooks here in a second. But, uh, you know, there's there's all these little things that just help at the end of the year. So Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like at the end of the year, while it's a pain – to really pay for all these things, you have the comfort of knowing that if something were to happen, you're covered. But then at the end of the year with all of these deductions and whatnot, like if you're just making pure profit from your, you know, side gig or whatever you want to call whatever this is for you, you're going it's going to catch up with you some way or another. Like if you're not doing it the right way, eventually it's like. They got Capone. Yeah, just, <laughs> they got Martha Stewart. They got Capone. They got Wesley Snipes. Like if you think Snipes. Blade can't outrun the damn feds. <laughs> oh, and he could afford to fight him. It's true. The right attorneys and whatnot. All right, so just a couple of like. Re- are you, you going to talk now? Yeah, I'm going to go into the miscellaneous. Good, I'm going to go back to my tequila. Oh, good job. Um, some other miscellaneous things like we use HoneyBook as our CRM, customer relations management, and I like, I like how you had to look at me for that. Like, because well, I wasn't sure if it was. Anyways, so for anyone that doesn't know about HoneyBook, it's I mean, essentially what we use to book our clients, um, do all of our automated emails, scheduling calls with our clients, like pretty much everything. It's our one-stop shop. And it's for us, it's really worked out super well. I know some people use like, what is it, Dubsado and other like-minded. Yeah, we we have an entire podcast episode about HoneyBook. Right. And just how it makes life easier. But they all operate the same way. So if you don't have a CRM, I'd highly recommend you get a CRM. Yeah. But then you also need to like map out your templates of like the most, um, I mean, the most frequent emails that you get. You can really narrow down your focus instead of having to write a new email every single time. I mean, obviously you need to customize it and make your clients feel like you're their top priority. Or they're your top priority. Your or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's getting late. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's about four hundred bucks a year or so. Um, we use QuickBooks. We use QuickBooks online because I don't think you can go to Costco and pick up 
QuickBooks. Yeah, you can't anymore. do that anymore. Can you remember that? You remember yeah. back in the day when you could just buy a CD that had some stuff on it instead of paying an online fee? Thanks, Adobe. Yep. So, I mean, that's how Phil categorizes all of our. But Quick QuickBooks isn't the only one. I just I'm used to QuickBooks now, and I'm pretty sure that I could definitely. So, I, I want to say we got QuickBooks right off the bat because we were doing invoicing through it. Um. But there's other. I want to say hello. Is it hello? Is it hello fresh? The meal delivery service, yes, or is yes, that? Yes, it's something like that. It's it's food. yeah, but it's something. It's something similar to Hello Fresh. That's uh, I'm being that serious. It's green too. Uh, but there are other alternatives out there that you can link your bank account to and that kind of stuff that gives you very similar results for you know cheaper because I think QuickBooks is uh, twenty six bucks a month. Yeah, but it's also something that our accountant, our tax guy, he uh, he's familiar with. So well, he has access to it. So yeah. he has. You're, when when you have an accountant, you can just you can literally give them what's called accountant access, and yeah. they can go in and do whatever they want to it. Right, and then like we had mentioned a little bit earlier, tracking your mileage, and that's literally for everything business associated. So anytime we're going to a wedding we are going to our p.o box um yeah we use an app called everlance which is uh free and we just we have the cars on it and you know you can have it running to where it's like it turns the gps on and it's like tracking things just like uh Google does. Uh, yeah, we just manually. Yeah, we yeah because it just it sucks down the battery life of your phone. It's it's crazy at how much battery that thing uses. So we just manually will. We're going from this point to this point to this point, and, then, and at the end of the year, it gives us our total mileage for all of our work related expense or work related trips. So it's really easy. Yep, and then um, we have. Like we had mentioned a little bit before, our cars are under the company umbrella, a portion of our house, um, and that's because we work from home. We don't have an outside office space, which if you did, then you would write that off. Um, portions of our utilities, like we would mentioned, water, sewer, heating, phone, internet, um, childcare, um, anytime we're working. Um, there's just a lot of things and obviously everyone's situations are different. You may have things that we don't know about, but once again, like getting in touch with someone who is affluent in this kind of stuff, um, whether that's an accountant, a tax advisor, um, these are just suggestions letting you know, you guys know that it can be done. This is kind of the path that we took. This is not necessarily the exact order or this wasn't done like overnight. This wasn't done in a couple of months. This was just kind of how we had to progress in order to get our business up and running. Um, it's kind of like a fast track because there's been companies that we've used. There's been Oh, no, no, remember when we were doing the, uh, when I was making the scenarios and the guy hurt himself? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a gut punch. We were on vacation with your parents. Oh my God. Yeah. Make a long story short. We had a, a stunt man, um, say that he injured himself while he was on one of the shoots. And, uh, so I had to call like a, 
well, whatever, a disability attorney or whatever, who was like breaking. And that's when he, that's when he brought up, he was like, well, you have liability insurance, right? And I was like, no. I was like, what the hell is that? And he was like, what do you mean you don't have liability insurance? He was like, you know, because we, to cut down on costs, we shot in my yard and he was like, yeah, man, he can sue you and your property for that. Um, blah, blah, blah. So it was, that was a, that was a, like I said, gut punch. Cause we were on vacation and it, everything just quick, fast in a hurry stopped. And we just had to figure out what to do to get this situation rectified. Yeah. Lucky. I still remembered the attorney's names at the nuclear power plant that I worked at. Cause I had to call them and I was like, what do I do? And yeah. they, they got me in touch with people that were professionals that were able to, we, so nothing, nothing significant happened. That person was just fine. He was and, fine. Yeah. So nothing, nothing ever came of it. And uh, luckily, but it could have yeah. been really bad. And you know, that's another reason why we just mentioned these things is because you could literally just be walking around the Eleanor Cabot Bradley estate and knock into a window that's a hundred years old or, you know, complete accident. And then all of a sudden you're personally liable for it or, you know, however it unfolds. There goes the house. Yeah. And just cover your ass all the time. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is pricey. I mean, now that, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, 500 for the state filing fee, you know, uh, was it 500 for workers comp? Two fifty, two. That's fifteen hundred. I mean, you're you're looking. Just call it. Just be safe. Just call it three grand worth of expenses that we just talked about right there. Yeah. So, no, it's not easy, especially for anyone starting out. But I mean, that could be three weddings for somebody. Yeah. No. I mean, this is not to like scare anyone from doing what you know. But this is the the way that you've get yourself a legitimate business. Yeah. And I, I would really recommend playing by the rules. Yeah. Like it's going to bite you in the ass one of these days. Like I, when I got out of the Navy, uh, I was in for five days in 2005. So I got out January 5th. I remember I got my W2 and I looked at it and the W2 said I made $35,000. And if I was making $35,000 every five days in the Navy, I would have stayed in. It would have been a good, good financial decision. So I uh, submitted everything. It's called DEFIS. It's a defense finance uh, agency, DEFIS Cleveland. And uh, I submitted everything to DEFIS and was like, hey, man, I think you guys screwed up my my W-2. So I said, okay, we'll fix it. So all right, perfect. So they sent me a updated or amended W-2. So I filed my taxes. And, you know, I'm balling. I was working – at Victoria's Secret at that point, now that I think about it. But uh, I did my five my five days in the Navy, and then I was working at Victoria's Secret. Yeah, I was, I was working. This this isn't a joke. I over to Victoria's Secret in San Diego. But anyways, uh, so, you know, my annual income was like $4,000. And uh, uh, I got a letter from the IRS like three minutes after I filed my taxes. It was crazy at how fast it happened. I got filed my taxes. I got a letter, and they were just like, you're getting audited. And I was like, what do you mean I'm getting audited? 
And so I called them and they're like, well, the Navy reported that you made $35,000 because the Navy had never submitted the addended Mm. uh, thing. So I submitted everything to the IRS. We got it all taken care of. But it was amazing at how fast they picked up on that discrepancy and how they were just like, nope, you're getting audited. You you made, you said you made $4,000, but instead you should have made, you know, 35. (laughs) So... Just another couple of things because I don't want to forget mentioning them. Um, There's a lot of work and a lot of things to do to be tracking your like end of year tax prep stuff, but you can be doing it all year long, keeping track of your mileage, keeping track of your supplies, your machinery, you know, everything. And then you also don't want to forget about any training that you've done classes that you've taken in person online um workshops workshops conventions um also you know Phil had mentioned to make sure you you're keeping everything separate from your personal finances and your business um but uh, speaking of workshops and training but that includes everything too airfare lodging rental car you know, the food that you're eating when you're there, your meals and entertainment expenses like that, that stuff's all like, that can all be a part of the the puzzle there. So, um, you know, we've also established business credit cards and, Oh, we got to talk about the Delta, the Amex. Go for it. No, you do it. Fine. I'll do it. Since you're giving me, why don't you sign up for a credit card? (laughs) It's not, so it's not just as simple as signing up for a credit card. Um, I should have led with this. The um, One of the best things that we have done is we have a Platinum Delta Amex business card, which is carbon fiber, so it feels good in your hand. But the uh, – Makes you feel important. Yeah, I know. You, well, I, I remember I handed it to somebody at Dunkin' Donuts and they were like, this card's heavy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a gangsta. But uh, no, seriously, we – we didn't travel really anywhere last year by plane, period, in 2021. We didn't really travel anywhere. But we anything that we can put on that card, we put on that card. And we had racked up so many points. Uh, we got silver medallion status last year. And right now we're like one flight away from gold medallion status already this year, uh, just because of how much we use the. Now, mind you, we we pay the card off pretty much every month. Yeah. So, you know, I made a. I don't know if I I, I know in the Facebook group I talked about it. We grabbed a uh, a new Mac Studio that went on the Amex. Got the uh, FX3 that went on the Amex. You know, if we have to stay at an Airbnb for, you know, whatever wedding, Amex, uh, whatever, whatever bill we can put on the Amex, we put on the Amex. Everything. Groceries. On the Amex. Yep. Because we've racked up, we have so many points because like airline points with Delta that were in April, we're taking a trip back to California and all we had to do was pay uh, the $50 and the taxes because you can't use your points to pay for everything. You still have to pay for taxes. So just to make sure everyone's clear, we're not just willy nilly racking up credit card debt. Our debts are paid off every single month. We just use 
the credit card as a tool yep. to rake up, rack up points and get perks for flights. Yeah, no, it's wild. When I was going to North Carolina for an ACE event, I got a free upgrade to first class. Yep. I, uh, you get access to the Sky Club. You, you know, you have a different phone number that you call to book a flight. Like it's, there's, there's a ton of perks to have in it. And you just, you rack up airline miles because of it. Like we still have like 70,000 miles on top of what we just used to go to California. Right. And this might not be the right credit card for everyone. This might not be like, you know, if JetBlue is your deal, get a JetBlue card. <laughs> yeah. I'm just All we're saying is that like maximize your business business like any way that you gotta have a business to do it right and you know for us we like phil said we didn't travel at all during the pandemic and we love to travel so this was a way for us to like future cast our points um and it's just beneficial for us in almost any roundabout way i think this credit card cost like a hundred bucks a year, or something? two hundred and fifty. But that two hundred and fifty, though, you get free global entry. Right. They reimburse you for it, right? And you get one free companion ticket, matched fare up to first class every year, right? So again, we are not sponsored by Delta. Amex I wish or Delta wants to sponsor me. You, you just go ahead and let me know <laughs> any of these things. But this I'll is do that on the cheap. Just one of the perks that we have found to doing business in just another way. Yeah. But again, just to to stress what Britt was saying, whatever airline, except for spirit, whatever (laughs) airline that you want to fly, you know, just look, look into what kind of rewards program they have. And if they have a card, I would highly recommend getting one and doing what we do. And mind you, we do pay the card off every month. So we're not sitting on like twenty thousand dollars worth of credit card debt right now. We're not advocating for anyone to go into credit card debt for a free flight. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Access to Sky Club might be worth it. I've sat in there once. Uh, It's great. No, but I'm sure there are other cards too that have other perks and that maybe don't even have anything to do with. Yeah, I know. Like Spirit's perk would be, oh, you get a carry on. That don't have to do with flights or anything like that. We're going to land the plane because somebody (laughs) on here has a preferred member card. Oh, okay. I digress. Another um, thing that Phil had mentioned, and there's obviously so many things that are necessary for starting a business and too many to go into in just this podcast, but I mean this episode, but you know, establish your business name, establish it in your social media accounts now. Don't wait to do that. That doesn't cost you anything. Start looking into contracts and making sure that you're covering yourself in any way, shape, and form. You Contracts are very important. Are doing business. And especially during the pandemic, I think so many people realize the importance of having a legit contract where they had their retainer fees locked in, their abilities to reschedule. Obviously, that was such – I mean, we're still dealing with side effects of it, but we have gotten out of all of our reschedules, like everything we 
skated through because we had contracts in place. And there have been a number of other little nuanced things that have happened. We've learned from things that we didn't have in our contracts that we have in our contracts now. We pay attention to what people are saying in the Facebook groups and, you know, just make sure. And this is not like a statement telling you to do any one specific thing, but know what you need to have in your contracts, look into it and keep your ears to the. You know who can help you with your contract? A contract attorney. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's. And that's who I sent my contract to, to be looked at. Yeah. It's. You have to protect yourself because everything can come back and literally just bite you and take everything you have. You don't want to be caught up in a situation where your home is on the line, your family's welfare, because. Well, living in a van down by the river is now a cool thing. (laughs) (laughs) I hope everybody understands the the Chris Farley reference. It is when you choose, not when you. Was that your back that just cracked? That was my back. Oh my God. I'm sorry you had to hear that. (laughs) All right. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, Because we've been going for an hour. So, this is a huge topic. It is. Oh, don't look at me so surprised. I'm the one that had to put our company together. Yeah. Well, it was my idea for the podcast. (laughs) Oh, It was her idea for this episode, so I'll give her that. Uh, No, I don't have anything to add. I think it's complex. I think people need to just, if it's something that you are considering, just, I mean, this might be a good place to like jump off and start doing some more research. Yeah, I mean, I, I will admit that we found just from personal experience that having the business has been way more beneficial to us than not having the business. Even when I had our company in California, uh, it was way more beneficial than when, when we didn't. There's there's a lot of a lot of things, a lot of perks. Uh, so, well, and then too, just another side note: like having, it's not difficult to get in touch with the right people. I think Phil was opening up bank accounts at our local credit union. And they suggested our tax yeah, attorney. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or our tax she, yeah, our accountant. Accountant slash tax tax yeah. person. Yeah, no, when I was getting when I was signing all the paperwork for the checking account. And he's been like the best thing for us in that department. Well, I'm gonna be very sad when he goes, you know, when he when like when his little company closes. Well, well at some point everybody closes their business. Right. You know well, what I mean? I'm just saying, like I'm gonna be very sad. I'm gonna use him. I'm gonna use him till the bitter end. <laughs> Well, it's, it's that it's, um, you know, legal zoom. Everyone can, has access to that. Not everyone has access to our ray and I don't want them to, but, um, it's, uh, you got to start somewhere and it's important to just at least make sure that, you know, you're doing what you need to do to be running a legit business and have your ass covered. Yeah. And, you know, just real quick, because we, we do need to wrap this up. Uh, I would also highly recommend like finding people that are local to you. 
Yeah. You know, a good example is my credit union for our business. I drive 15 minutes up the road and I'm talking to the bank manager. You know, she's literally been the person that I've dealt with the entire time my company's been open out here. Uh, same thing with our accountant. Like he's just across the street. He's like 30 seconds from where that bank is. Like everything is local. These are all people that I can just within a few minutes be sitting down and have a conversation with face to face rather than some nameless customer service representative that could be in Montana. Yeah. So you pay these people, they, um, you can have face to the name. They make time for you. You get your questions solved you're just tracking the sound i know know. (laughs) all right everybody make sure to like and subscribe to our youtube channel uh don't forget to join our private facebook group wedding videography for beginners i hope everyone is staying safe and healthy if you have any questions don't hesitate to reach out to us uh we will see everyone next week all right out are you backing up your footage Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site, in a safe location, where you can easily retrieve it from your browser, and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.